fitter, happier, more productive. Banana Laser 2015 is the year of the laser. We provide so much potassium that your jizz will taste phenomenal. Holy shit! Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at horophilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Are you fucking with me? Dave Z. Hey, yo. I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Now. What's up, Banana Brains, and welcome to Banana Laser. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty, and with me in the Laser Lounge, as always, is Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Yo, Happy New Year, ho. Am I the ho? I forget it. Also, he's still here, pulling up the rear, Mr. Alex Edwards. Hey, everybody. Wait, what am I doing now? Uh, Is it third season? Ah, forget it. so invested guys welcome to the first banana laser of 2015 it's a brand new year we got a great episode plan and what do we do at the start of a new year we talk about last year so uh that's gonna take up a lot of this episode we're gonna talk about all the releases that came out last year and we're gonna give you our tops our best subs but before we get to that i want to bring something up to you guys and I guess the lasers too, is that uh, it's a new year and every time a new year starts, there's always the New Year's baby, the images and commercials and, and all this. Do you guys know what the fuck this is all about? I mean, I guess it's just a symbol, but like, where did it start? Do you know anything about this? Well, I just, I, I always wanted to know why he was a, a big fat baby. It's not, you notice that? It's not like a real baby. Yeah, it's like a, a crack baby. baby. Right, it's a giant baby. You know what I'm saying? And he's always white. I mean, yeah, what's the fuck's up with that? He's, yeah. always, he's always white, right? Yeah, just like Santa. Santa's always white. Baby, New New Year's baby's always white. This is a Jesus? racist shit. Baby Jesus is always white? Oh, don't get me started on that. Well, I've seen variations of Santa and Jesus, actually. Uh, black. You ever see Black Santa? I have not. Yeah, yeah, chocolate one. I ate it once. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> like, what if, what if, like, you, it's like New Year's, I guess the baby, because, you know, it's always who's the first baby born on, in mm-hmm. the new year after 12 o'clock, so maybe that's what it's from, but what if, like, what if the, the chick from um, Rosemary's Baby, like, got knocked up in March, and, and then that was the baby for New Year's? Rosemary's New Year's Baby? Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I... That's crazy. I wonder what that would be like. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Banana Laser presents Matt Wazell, Dave Z, Alex Edwards, three incredibly unlistenable assholes hoping to meet some incredibly hot women. So many women, so little time. Now, at last, they're about to find that special someone that'll make sure they never have sex again. That's a baby! Yeah, of course it's a baby. It's your baby? No, it's not my baby. It's Alex's baby. The kid doesn't look anything like me. 
My dick is so much bigger. I had to go to three different places to buy four different kinds of formula, two different kinds of diapers, bottles, towels, nipples. You do know if you did a doodle, don't you? Doodle? Doodle? Yes, doodle! We haven't been able to podcast or jerk off, and there's been shit around this place for days. I do all the editing and producing on the Banana Laser podcast. I make you guys sound like geniuses. I certainly can put together a goddamn diaper. Will someone please tell me what the hell's going on around here? Figure it out yourself. Banana Laser presents three normally unintelligent men and one little boy. So, uh, what do you want to do? They're about to discover the only thing worse than raising him... No, no, please, not on my copy of Psycho 3. ...is finding out he is possibly the son of Satan. Satan is his father. We should be his family. Banana Laser presents a comedy about three dedicated assholes and the holy terror they can't live without. You ever think there's something a little off about this baby? Of course not. Well, I mean, his eyes, you know, I guess they're a little different, but... I just figured maybe he was part of the X-Men or something. He has his father's eyes. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father! Hey, uh, why don't we try singing to this thing? Fuck you! Dude, I'm not singing nothing. Banana bites and it feels so right. Banana bites in the dead of night. Banana bites and it feels so right. Banana Bites Tonight. Three Assholes and Rosemary's Baby. I think he shit himself. It's your turn to change him. I will suck your dick if you do it. Ah. Jesus. Frightening. Uh, Um. Where was I? Um, hey, so guys, I want to talk about our year as a podcast last year because I think it was a pretty, you know, I don't want to jerk myself off. Well, yeah, I do, but I think it was a great year. And recently, um, I put up on the Facebook group page, which you guys should join if you haven't, you know, which episode is your guys' favorite that we put out last year? We got the Saw Retrospective. That lasted eight months. <laughs> Back in time. <laughs> that was seven episodes. Uh, and to, to me, I you know, we started 2014, and to me it felt like a new side of the show. For some reason, when we started the Saw Retrospective, it just felt like we were firing on all cylinders and everything really clicked. Like, not to say that 2013 was bad, but it just felt like we finally really super gelled in every single way. Maybe not the release dates and stuff like that, but um, but with like putting those shows out, and then from then on, we just really found what we do as a podcast and stuff like that. Do you guys feel the same way, or do you feel like we've always had it? I could say that more because I'm more of an outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hear. Obviously, you know, you guys had potential from the beginning. It was highly listenable from the beginning, and that was what struck me the most because I feel that uh, when I started my show that, you know, you could listen back to those. Of course, people think the first 12 are classic, but at the same time, once you get past that and then you hear the first, uh, like, 15 after that, I don't, you know, I see a lot of spots that are just like, you know, uh, that could have been better, or we weren't really clicking here, or this was off, that was off, but... With you guys, it seemed like you already sort of somehow moved past that part 
and got to where we were around like uh, show 31 or something. So you, you were sort of at 31 like from the beginning, hmm. you know, and, and that was pretty like interesting and impressive to me. Then obviously you guys hit this stride of greatness in October with the Halloween retrospective where you just brought up every single interesting and or funny topic possible. And and you covered it well and you even gave us insight that we just didn't think of. Like, of course we all see that Loomis is like wants to blow Michael, but until Matt said it, who really thought that way? Like, that's just hilarious that this guy it has a jerk off room in H two O. You know? So like <laughs> just funny observations like that surrounded by covering everything and everything funny, to me that's that's the best you could do. And then I don't really remember what you did in, in November and December, but then, yeah, I mean, 2014 with the Saw stuff, it was like top of the game stuff again, especially Saw 3 and 7. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, those were key episodes. <laughs> no, but seriously. So then from there, um, well, when was your second year anniversary? What, what month is that again? June. Uh, June, June 30th or some shit. June, okay. Yeah, yeah, that whole first half of the year was great, and then I came on, so I can't say much, like, I can't say I added anything, so that's up to you guys what you think about that. Well, Come I on. just think uh, the commitment level that we put in and just the uh, the shows, to me, are better. Uh, you know, we may not be covering the, the most talked about movies or, or stuff like that, but to me... You know, we put so much energy into every single aspect of the show, and I really think that 2014 is where uh, I, I think 2013 had great shows, but I think 2014 is where it's like, okay, this is what our podcast is, mm-hmm. and this is what it sounds like uh, cohesively, and I think we nailed that, and that's what we strive for every time. You know, yeah, you got the you got the saw retrospective you know then we reviewed like crazy weird movies like intruder and pen trying to turn people onto this kind of stuff and it and, worked <laughs> yeah exactly yeah very turned on by pen and then uh probably one of the best things that happened to our podcast is <laughs> which is crazy but it's mahoney happened in the summer <laughs> and that whole fiasco yep and and those episodes that we did with that and just the bits and, and just all that stuff to me is like some of the funnest times I've had, you know, period. <laughs> you know, doing a podcast or not, it was some great shit. I fucking love that. Yeah, man. You're right about that. See, 2013, when we first started, I think that we started off strong because of Alex's influence, obviously. Mm-hmm. What, like he said of episode 31 or something of the crew or whatever it was, you know, just as an example. But... The reason we started off because we had you guys as the benchmark to build off of because that's what we listened to. It's like, okay, this is what a good podcast sounds like. So right off the bat, I liked that we came on and we did the Crazy Ralph skit. It was the first thing you heard out of us Mm -hmm. with the Crazy Ralph. Right off the bat, doing little skits and the phone calls. And that was fun. And those reviews were fun. And they were the early 80s movies. And it was a lot of fun. I think that by the time 14 rolled around, there was more emphasis in, in production we had the, always had the ideas, but uh, I think we had some audio issues for a little bit and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I really didn't realize all this shit until Matt pointed it out to me not, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. 
he says he doesn't listen to all the early shows or hasn't come back because he goes like when I listen to him, I think, oh, I should have taken this out or oh, we should have done that. And the production's so much better now. And I was like, I didn't think of it. And then I went back and listened. I'm like, yeah, now I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're they're still good shows and they're fun to listen to. And Halloween, oh fuck it, you know, we oh, don't yeah. have to blow ourselves too much about that. And what a time we had. But 2014 was definitely um, <clears throat> all that stuff happened. It was so good. Um, material and production-wise, everything. Oh, the production. Oh, the Matt. Like, it started with Saw. Like you kind right, of. Right, it did. Yeah, it just that so was like happened. An experience. Yeah. Right. I remember being jealous of that because I was like, "Huh, I do a lot of production, and I don't think I made a, a retrospective feel like an experience. What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> and and like that, you know, and you know, that's a. Because people think that the crew is the hot, most highly produced show on the planet, and then the guy who does it is wondering why I don't sound like yours. So, <laughs> so that's that's a good, great thing for Banana Laser, and it, and that's the kind of thing that people really appreciate and love, and that's why they don't really ride you too hard or get on us about not producing shows very often, because I think they realize that it's so far beyond just sitting in front of a mic and talking, mm-hmm. you know. Like you're you're just so and the production all year has been like incredible. Like the efforts and ideas that you have are just amazing. And uh, I that's why I always go back when you release a show that even I was on. I want to hear because it it's a whole other experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that's kind of you know with the saw we started off with the saw in January and it, it just became this thing where you know ideas just came out and it's like well. It's a continuing saga, you know, and each show kind of piled onto itself, you know, and continued this thing of Dave and I and, and our adventures, you know, and then that just kept going for like, pff, you know, almost the the entire year. We tried to continue a storyline and stuff like that. So everything was like bigger and just more grand, I guess, is what basically happened last year. The um, timing was right on with uh, like right when that was coming to an end, right when the Saw series is coming to an end, that's when the shit started happening with Mahoney. And we just so happened to have that go on and then we had the whole a random phone call from Black Christmas where they mentioned Peter that we used. Oh yeah. And man and I were talking about it. I said, Yeah, we were just we were pick phone calls to, to you know to joke on. And we ended up and then I think I was like, Peter, I go, Fuck, we should say it's producer Pete. And somehow that spun into producer Pete being involved with Jason Lloyd, putting us in Saw, and then, pardon me, Mahoney came a little bit after that, but then the storyline moved to Mahoney, putting Pete up to it and everything else, and it just kept being one thing after another, and then it was time travel, and that yeah. was all because oh, just... of Alex. He was joking about how long <laughs> it took us to do the fucking thing that, you know, it got wheels turning, and then... Yeah, just, yeah, I, right? I said, uh, when you come back, you should make believe that... Like your daughter is the senator of the state, and isn't that like so many things went on? Uh, you know, uh, Jason part, you know, 27's out now, and it, it's it, we no longer watch movies, we put these headsets on and we walk through and experience the movie. Like, just all these crazy things that we should have happen once because that took so friggin' long, and all of a sudden they were like, Yeah, you know, we could actually do something like that. And then you guys had this whole time travel thing, yeah, it, it's it's ludicrous. It almost makes no sense, but to me, it was just a f- super fun element, and that's, 
you know, ultimately what we try to do with the show is be fun and entertaining, you know. So, yeah, I think we definitely succeeded with that in 2014. But a couple other highlights is our one-year anniversary show where we talked very in-depth about The Shining, and that was Alex's first official show as a member in the Laser Lounge. Yeah. That was a big show. Uh, very, you know, it's a yeah. favorite. Uh, then you got shows, you know, we did the Rolling Through the 70s shows, which we'll still continue to do. Uh, but those were fun. They were really obscure movies, plus we did, you know, weird bits and stuff like that. Then you get to the Halloween show, or the Halloween shows, rather, and those were super fun, especially the WTF Halloween special, because that is where so many ideas came in, and, like, everything just clicked and made sense. I mean, obviously, we stole the idea from that movie, the WNUF or whatever, but to listen to that as a podcast experience, to me, I think is... uh, it's a great listen, and I think that that's probably the, in my in my opinion, that's the best show, because uh, everything just clicked uh, perfectly <laughs> in that show. I don't think there was a sour moment in that entire episode. I agree, and I, and I I remember listening back to it the first time, and going on the group page and saying, you know what, anyone that hasn't listened to this show really should because this is the perfect like representation of what our show is. It, you know, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah, the one thing I really like about the show is the uh, spontaneity and the amount of input that Matt is willing to just take in and go with. Like, since you know, we talked about the WTF show, the favorite one. Like, uh, we you know, we know we knew we were doing the WNUF Halloween special. So Matt goes, "What should we call this?" And I just like in a second go, "W what the f- WTF Halloween special?" And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> and it's like yeah. we don't even have to like say hmm, I don't know because I kind of want to but but like that's more me like annoying and meticulous and Matt is so like yeah that works WTF I get it it's a joke and it works with WNUF and that's us we're assholes and then it's just <laughs> that's the name of the show and like that's like so great like to have that we like all of our input means a lot to uh, every show and that's really cool oh yeah absolutely because the show is nothing without the three of us so why shouldn't we all just do what we want to I mean you know on this show so yeah definitely yeah uh, um uh then we just put out well you know in December the banana laser how holiday special which I felt was pretty good uh but overall the number one rated show I mean I guess we just talked about it was the WTF Halloween special that got the most votes on our Facebook group page nice. uh, followed by do you guys <laughs> want to take a stab on what the number two one was the Shining, the one year, Alex. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, I was gonna say Shining too. <laughs> yeah, because with with our show also, it seems like the most passionate ones are the ones that people seem to cling to the most, and obviously that was the most passionate mm-hmm. one. So yeah, exactly. And then uh, let's see a couple other, you know, the Tale of Two Fathers, where it was really Mahoney centric, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, uh, the film, the Sacrament, uh, you know, which is a a, a hot hot button movie to discuss um the, that was uh followed in third and then a couple other ones trickled in there but those were the top three uh rated shows for banana laser last year so i feel well, like, like landmarks that's why mm-hmm. yeah exactly i if if i were to if someone's like what's banana laser i would be like here listen to these three shows and you got it yep. kind of thing so yeah i seriously thank 
all the listeners, you know, uh, for, you know, such a great year and, and, and voting and, and all that stuff. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. All right. So enough jerking ourselves off. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, some talk about our favorite movies of the year. We'll be right back. Talking 2014, a stellar year in my opinion for horror movies, and we're we're gonna give you guys our top movies of the year, but that's gonna be at the end of the show. You're gonna have to wait for that. But before we do that, we're gonna talk about some of our favorites and some of the different genres that had great movies come out this year, uh, because there are a lot. I've seen a lot. I know Alex has seen a lot, but our main man Dave Z over here has seen. And you can quote me on this, every single horror movie that came out in 2014. Right, Dave? I wish. I I tried to see as many as possible, and I did watch a shitload. I think Jason Lloyd's got me beat. I think he's got, you know, a dozen or 15 movies that either I didn't know about or didn't want to see. Well, Jason Lloyd is a robot, okay? (laughs) We know that, right? He's not a human being. He's a movie-watching machine. It um, is not built upon shit. shit. <laughs> <Yes>. See? <laughs> He's a robot. But yeah, so day, you know, between the three of us, we tried to watch as much stuff as we could because about halfway through the year, uh, I started realizing how great this year was shaping up to be for movies. And I thought that 2013 was really good with like Evil Dead and Maniac and those movies, but... Stitches? Yeah, Stitcher. and and that too, and <laughs> iTunes, and iTunes, <laughs> and, and all the you know the iTunes killer. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what don't else? download this. Oh, uh, Lords of Salem, of course. Let's, let's do like a reflection here um, no. of twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, what else? <laughs> we don't have time for this. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about some movies. But let's break it down into kind of in the kind of sections that we can kind of parcel this out because there's so much stuff. Such as, like, let's go straight to the big movies, like the Hollywood movies that came out this year. I'll tell you what, it, it wasn't that bad a year as far as quality is concerned. I, I don't believe the box office was representative of that. I think that a lot of movies tanked, but not, you know, not completely because of, of the material. Uh, I think reputation. Yeah, I, well, see, the found footage really took a shit in Hollywood. Right. The other, right. The other found footage were good. Even some of these are good, like the marked ones, uh, Paranormal Activity. I liked it. I just think that a lot of people are worn out. 
on Paranormal Activity. Um, <laughs> you know, As Above, So Below, I think was good. I think that I, movie, I, right? I, I've had such a great time watching As Above, So Below. I just think the the style of movie. Uh, the characters, the themes in it, just all worked for me. That was probably my favorite uh, big budget like uh, uh, production movie that came out last year. Maybe I mean I, you got Oculus in there. That was also yeah, a, was, a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I love Oculus. Oculus yeah. was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and who would have thought a movie about a fucking killer mirror would have been any good? Right? right like you read that on paper it's like dude you can go fuck yourself with this movie but it turned out to be awesome and wwe films which oh yeah that's yeah. right well yeah you know what they've done now they've done see no evil one and two they've done that they've done uh oh we may as well talk it, it no it didn't come to the movies but leprechaun origins that was wwe <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they did you know? <laughs> no one lives they did that one and that was good and that was a 2013 movie that a lot of people skipped in uh, they shouldn't have, but you know they've they've made some movies. You know they've done okay, but uh, well, you know the thing that Devils do fucking tanked, and that was uh, found footage, and a lot of people didn't like it. I Devils. skipped that one. It looked like every other style of movie that uh, <clears throat> that big studios put out. You know, just not for me. Well, I want to hear this one now. This is the big movie I deliberately skipped that people were sort of surprised. And I don't know. Tell me if I was right. Um, I thought Annabelle looked retarded. I was like, this is just junk. This is more just, this is like uh, James Wan light bullshit. Was I right or no? I I watched it the other day. I skipped it all year because of the same thing. And I heard a lot of negative shit when it came out. And I watched it the other day just because I knew we were doing this. I said, what the hell? I'll watch Annabelle. And I got to say, it was not bad. Hmm. Um, It's not... You know, it's not like the other ones. It doesn't go along with fucking, you know, uh, Insidious. And, you know, Conjuring. every year it seems like we have one. We had Insidious, then we had Sinister, then we had The Conjuring, and then we had Annabelle. And <laughs> Annabelle doesn't go along with them, but it really wasn't bad. Um, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Nothing special, but it's a perfect movie. It's a good date night movie. I'll tell you that. It's a good movie to watch with your chick. Dude, it's the kind of movie you just get fucked up, you hang out with your friends, you watch. <laughs> the more fucked up, the better. Oh, this movie makes sense now. And I'm ripped. It really wasn't bad. It really Not, not great. I'd say three out of five if you want to rate it. It was not bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I think that Oculus took that spot as, as the paranormal movie of the year that, that came to the theaters. That, that was a much better film. Did anybody see Ouija? I skipped the the fuck. I heard nothing good about it. So no, oh, that's another one of those Hollywood movies like Devils Do, where it just it just looks like it's it hits certain beats. It has no substance. It's only <laughs> gonna make money on the first weekend because teenage girls go to see it, and yeah, that's just not what I'm looking for. So I skipped that one definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I skipped it. Even though I feel like I did watch a movie about a Ouija board. Oh, that was like a witch board. Witch board? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, I actually liked it. Oh, it's good. Tony Katane? Yeah. Yeah. You finally watched it in 2014, huh? But, you know, I, I almost watched that movie because that chick was in it, Nostrils, from, um, you know, <laughs> Bates Motel. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Nostrils was in it. But then I, I didn't watch that one, but I did watch another Hollywood that she was in. Did anyone else here see um, oh, The Quiet Ones? 
no, I couldn't skip hear that it. one. And it was okay. Supernatural, interesting, nothing to write home about, but not bad. So yeah, Ouija was a piece of shit. You know, I, I, although I'm, I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, My official review: It sucks. Uh, Burn every copy you find, and murder the filmmakers. Oh, but I haven't seen it. The characters sucked. The plot sucked. The directing sucked. The score was terrible. I didn't see it, but uh, the fucking uh, the special effects were horrendous. The CGI. Oh my god, it was so. The credits were pretty good. Right. Okay. Somebody comes in with a gun to your heads. Both of you right now, and they burst in the fucking lesion lounge, and they say, was Ouija a piece of shit, yes or no? What would you say? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. There's no yeah. way that that movie's good. It was a piece of shit. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> okay. Every, everybody got that? <laughs> hey, was this a piece of shit? <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I do believe that it was. <laughs> Jesus. It <laughs> <laughs> was... Uh, well, let's talk about some non-Hollywood uh, movies, some indie films, because there was even more of those came out this year. And in my opinion, a lot uh, better films uh, came out on the indie, you know, made independently. The circuit. Uh, wow. Yeah, circuit, yeah. Mm, so many. Uh, you got uh, Dave's favorite, The Sacrament. The Excrement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Horns, Duke. Let's see. The Canal, Open Grave. I mean, I don't know if any lasers have seen these movies, but uh, there, there's a lot of good ones that came out. Uh, what, what are some of you guys' tops, top picks in the indie circuit? Mm. <laughs> in, the, in the indie 500. Okay, let's see. <laughs> indie. Okay, ready? Sacrament, I thought it was uh, it was really good if you, you know, dis- discard what we already said, if you get the Jonestown references. Because, you know, until, like I said, the... I sort of had a feeling, you know, the cult thing and all that type of stuff. I sort of tasted the Jonestown, even though I didn't know much about that, really. Uh, but once the Kool-Aid went down, then it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Uh, but other than that, I thought they did it good still. Pieces of Talent, that movie, that is probably, out of out of all the indie movies, that's probably on the top of my list. Yeah, Just, great movie. We talked about it on the last episode. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's uh, episode 40. Yeah, so there's no reason to get into that. So many of these movies, you know, I think Dave, or maybe it was Alex, you said it, are are good to great. Right. And, but there's not like, there there's maybe one, or maybe, uh, there's not like a tentpole movie that you can hang your hat on and be like, yes, the fucking Evil Dead remake was the best movie of 2013, or, you, you know, or... Uh, Oculus was the best movie. Uh, it, it's difficult because there's so many good movies and the the wide range of. I decided the other day I'm on my number one, definitely on my second view. I was like, wow, this is it. And then I fig- and then the other one was a two. And then you know I do have a favorite five. I, I was able to, but that the, the other ones they that, that could change by the week or, or by the view. I should say because mm-hmm. you know? there were so many good ones. Mm-hmm. So so many good ones like horns. You guys all saw horns, right? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, it's it's one of those movies where it has such a unique uh, storyline and and idea. Like, there's no other movie. I mean, at, at its core, it's like a revenge kind of tale, but it has a unique turn on it that just draws you right in. It's fucking interesting as hell, and it's it's well acted by Harry Potter, which I'd never thought I would ever say that. 
ever. Yeah, he did. You know, I really, I was really into like the first twenty minutes when the horns first started, and when he was going places and everybody was seeing the horns. And because he had the horns, they were able to be a hundred percent truthful. And if they had any evil in them, it was coming out. And I loved that aspect. It only lasted for like twenty minutes, though. But that shit was great. And then it kind of shifted tone, and then it became like this mystery of finding out what happened to the girl. And it it was still good. It was definitely a good movie. Uh, it wasn't like straight horror. A lot of elements in it, but I'd recommend it to anybody. Only people that don't seem to like it are the people that are big fans of the book. Yeah, yeah I apparently could see how that'd book, be a problem. It was very apparently the book was really horrific. Like it was straight horror, and it was like dark and much more than the movie. And a lot of people that are fans of the book saw the movie and thought that it was too lighthearted. Guys like us that don't read the books, well, hey, it, it, it works. Yeah, I can barely read. Uh, so how about another big one that's been getting a lot of talk this year is The Duke. You guys check this one out. It's from Australia. Uh, I am one hour and one minute into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, I think... <laughs> You know, we talked about this on a previous episode with Tony T and his issues with it, but uh, to me, it's a, it's just a well-crafted movie. I mean, it's a simple premise. It's very creepy, and it's just well-made. I mean, I didn't find too many faults in it. I had a little bit of an issue with the kid. I thought he was <laughs> annoying as fuck. Ugh. But other than that, I think uh, that's a fucking great movie right there. If If anybody hasn't checked it out, I recommend that one. Yeah, it's, right. it's very good. I've seen it twice now, and the first way, the first time I watched it, I took it one way. The second time I watched it, I took it another way. And <laughs> In <got> the mouth. <laughs> and when did he take it up the ass? Yeah. So what <laughs> yeah. was what, what was our boy's problem with it again? He said uh, he thinks everybody it's like some oh, it was intelligent just, movie or something. Yeah, he said it was uh, overhyped because he's like, why do people praise this movie but shit on like a slasher? A less quote unquote intellectual oh. type of film. Yeah, um, why does Matt shit on midgets? Hey, because <laughs> I fucking hate them. And they're that far, they're low enough he could without getting on a ladder. <laughs> so, and he can wipe wipe his ass with their hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. picture Matt shitting on fucking uh, the leprechaun. Uh, what's his name? Hornswoggle. You know, it's <sighs> the only way I can get my ass truly clean. With midget hair, so fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. Sometimes I go through phases where I really dig non-slasher horror. Like when we did the Evil Dead retrospective, I was into the idea that there was not a slasher in this. And then when mm-hmm. you watch something like Shining, I really like that there's no slasher in it. You know, like I I do appreciate the non-slasher. That's good. So Oculus, I loved for that reason. Uh, like, there's there's a lot of movies I really do gravitate to because they're not slashers. I mean, but I, I'm not sure if that's why, and I don't think I praise them for that reason. They just happen to be uh, a breath of fresh air in all different ways to me, I guess. Yeah, well, the slasher genre, uh, subgenre in itself, it's like you know where it's going. With right. a m- movie like Duke. It, it could go anywhere, right? Yeah, seemingly, you know. So I, I, that, I get that. Uh, supernatural horror this past year is just where it's at. It's, and I know typically I'm a slasher fan, but m- mostly the older slashers, 
Uh, nowadays, there isn't a whole lot of great slashers. Right. Uh, but there does seem to be a lot of movies that aren't. Like Supernatural Horror and Indie Horror this year were fucking great. I mean, I think this was the best year in I don't know how long. Maybe since the fucking 80s. I, I, I really enjoyed myself. There's very, very few that I watched that I regretted. Even ones that I ended up being disappointed in. Uh, that I was expecting to be disappointed, so it didn't disappoint me that much. And there was very few. Like, I'll tell you what, speaking of the Babadook, beginning of the year, that's what I said. I was right on in, in, in two things. If I did two things right this year, that's what I said. The Babadook's going to be a good movie, and VHS Viral is going to be a letdown. Oh, my God. That was, yeah. And it was. And we're oh, can we talk ahead. about that now? Huge letdown. I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> Let really? me tell you something, Alex. Dude, Here's that was my that problem. Okay, go. Let me let me say before you say anything about the enjoyment of it. I did not mind the first story. However, the magician, it was not found footage, and why were there cameras in places there shouldn't have been? That's why I didn't like it. It went against all the other VHS shit. That was not found footage. There would be no reason for anybody to be filming half that shit. It, that's that's what the problem. It broke precedent of everything VHS stood for up until that moment. I enjoyed the, the tale of the magician, but. Do you see where I'm going with that? It wasn't phone footage. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it was but fucked up. That didn't occur to me when I was watching because you know I was a little distracted at work, so I was enjoying anything I got to watch, and okay. I got I got zoned into it somehow. Even the skateboard story, I got zoned in. I know it was if you look at it, and if I watch this all over again, I probably won't feel the same way. But the first watch for me was enjoyable, and especially after hearing about how. You know, it's a disgrace. Oh, man, I knew that blah, blah, blah. And, like, as I'm watching it, I'm, I kept waiting for which one's going to be the bad one. But then you get to the alien one. And that one, I tried to suspend disbelief. And I did a pretty good job. But I could see why people wouldn't like that one. What's the alien? Oh, one? you mean the alter universe thing? Oh, the second story? Okay. Got I what about it. when there was an alien chasing the lady around the house? An alien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, you're they, thinking they... of fucking All Hallows Eve. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I must be thinking of the alternate. I blended the alternate reality one. That was, a, that was pretty weird. Yeah, when she was into like weird sex stuff or something like that. It was cool. I, I thought that was the, the highlight of the whole movie. Yeah, that was good. See, I like that, too. I liked it, too. But like I said, the first one wasn't found footage, but I didn't mind the story. But it pissed me off because my, my friend and my brother, we had watched part one and part two together. So when I got this, even though when I saw the trailer way back when, I said I don't like the look of it, I was still, you know, moderately excited when I got it. So I got the movie, and we, we, it was a Friday night. We sat down, okay, let's watch fucking VHS Viral. And right off the bat, 15 minutes in, 10 minutes, you know, we're watching this, and my brother says, well, why is – this isn't found footage. This isn't like – and I was like, yeah, what the fuck? What, what are they doing? Why? And that threw me right off. I was like, yeah, that's not like the others. And then the second one was great. And the wraparound is debatable. Some people think it's the best. Some people think it's the worst. I take it or leave it, kind of like I do with the other ones. The, the wraparound's never the strong point of the VHS, and that's just, oh. I've come to expect it, so I don't care. But the skateboard one, it just went on like 10 oh. minutes too long. Yeah, just... that, one, that one's no good. Well, I kept pausing it to because people were calling and blah, blah, blah. So like, I kept coming back to it. So to me, it was like watching it six minutes at a time, which does not feel like a long time. And you had to sit through a full 30 minutes straight. So, yeah. so I think it was a lot of my perspective 
And I really, really, truly believe this is the type of movie that I will not really like on second watch. I, well, I agree. Don't watch it. Leave, leave, <laughs> yeah, leave I'll leave that memory. Yeah, why not? There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, yeah, I can dig that. But yeah, they were running around. It went on for too long, and it got, it got a little gory. The story itself was okay. I could see them. They just The execution was poor, and it went on too long. It was just mayhem. I felt like I was watching a fucking... Like us, we talk about the Terror Dome battle. I felt like I was watching a fucking Terror Dome battle between skaters and fucking demons. I was like, what the fuck am I... You know, it was just... Mm-hmm. Over, over too long and, and too much, and it just it was noisy. I don't know. I just it was a letdown, you know. But I don't like. Yeah, I don't really like putting pitting things against each other. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> 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 um, we are doing a terror dome today, impromptu. <laughs> didn't you know that? Yeah, fuck, man, you didn't tell him. Freddy versus Jason versus <laughs> Michael Myers versus Pinhead versus Ash. Versus the Guardians of the Galaxy, bitch. No. It was what? the wheelchair fight. It was fucking Mark versus Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so Franklin has a flashlight and Mark has a football? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Franklin's annoying as fuck, and he's fatter. I mean, he's not so... Right. I think Mark's got him on that... Yeah, but Franklin has, doesn't he have a cigar? Is that a cigar he has in his mouth at the one point? Mm, I don't know. I think he's just missing some teeth, and it looks like he has. His <laughs> but he does have the raspberries, though. <laughs> you know, is could... that is that an attack? <laughs> yeah, he could use that as an attack. Huh, sure. Okay. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. The Nano Laser will be right back. This is Mr. Skin for MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. The boob tube is back with a bang, and the 2015 TV season kicked off a whole host of flesh. First, Ivana Milicevic's TNA and Lily Simmons' toplessness had viewers screaming for Cinemax's Banshee. Next, Shameless went shirtless on Showtime with Ileana Huxley and Shinola Hampton both bearing boobage. My cable bill isn't the only thing that's going up. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. And in other nightly nudes, Brian Williams' daughter, Allison Williams, went from Peter Pan to Eater Can in the season four premiere of Girls. While Allison bends over the kitchen sink, her new boyfriend buries his face in her Never Never Land. Just call her Stinker Bell. And nude on DVD, Charisma Carpenter gets tied and blindfolded in the SM flick Found. This Buffy star goes TNA crazy in a sex dungeon, showing her boobs for the first time on film in three different scenes. Miss Carpenter will have you hammering one out. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. Another movie that snuck up on me was, and it's a kind of a bigger known movie, is The Town of Dreaded Sundown. You guys check this out? This one really took me by surprise. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was I was blown away. I was just the whole idea of it. It's it's uh, you know meta quote unquote. It's a sequel. It has the knowledge of the first movie inside the movie, and it, the cinematography is great. The characters were great. The twist was good. Uh, I just really had a lot of fun with this movie. And you got a sackhead killer, which right. hey, we all love. You know, it took a piece of shit, and I really didn't like the first movie. It has some elements that are watchable, but overall, it's just not a great movie. 
And then, <laughs> and then uh, to turn it around and make this, I thought was just, was just really smart. Uh, mm-hmm. The way they did it, it was very smart. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I've never seen the original, and I watched this one. Wow, really? See, I felt like I had to watch the first one. I was like, I just feel like you'll have a better understanding of the universe kind of thing. So I just made myself watch the first one. I think they explained everything so well in in this one that you don't even need to go back. They even take mm-hmm. excerpt, excerpt, whatever the word, excerpts, whatever the fuck. Clips. Thank you. Clips <laughs> right out of the movie. You know, and yeah, they explained it as best they could. And this movie, I don't even know what you can describe it as because is it a sequel? Is it, you know what it is? It's like um, the only thing that's ever rivaled it or that you can compare it to, I should say, would be what the fuck is that? Human Centipede Part 2. Oh, yeah. No, the, the self awareness of the first one being a movie. <laughs> and yeah, this, Scream 4. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Do that. Or all the screams for that matter. I'm Scream sorry. 2 was self aware of the yeah. first one. But not that I it was think. a movie. Yeah, they made it a movie. Stab. Well, a self stab. stab. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Human Centipede. Yeah, it's the movie exists inside the movie. That kind of universe. That shit is, to me, that's a unique aspect and really fun. And just that whole element was great. Yeah. It's going to get played out real soon, I'm sure. But Probably. But right now, it's cool. And this movie, like, going off of that movie, Town Dread Sundown, like, what a way to make that interesting. That is like the coolest thing in the world. And every scene was tight. It all went somewhere. It was it was thought out really well. The right people were in charge of the movie. The look of the killer was great. Twists were great. It was just uh that that is uh that's one stain in my collection, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm so glad that yeah. cuz I like the idea of the town that dreaded sundown. So I was very disappointed in that first movie. So now this is like my movie of that. Yeah, it was great and it was uh like I said, it took me by surprise, and I was just saying earlier, there's not that many good slashers. Well, this this, this is one of the few. This is one of the, you know, mm-hmm. that really impresses. Last year we had Maniac. This year we have Town That Dreaded Sundown. Is very good slashers in the modern day, because there's not many, but yeah, this this was done just right, I think. Fuck, did you guys see uh, Starry Eyes or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just watched that this week, actually, and... Really well done. I didn't yes. expect. Well, I didn't really expect anything out of the movie, but uh, I was completely enthralled the whole time. It's well done. That the lead actress is fucking phenomenal. I thought she, one, mm-hmm. she's gorgeous, but uh, she just her range in the film is just crazy. So, and her, for her to pull that off, I thought was fucking great. I loved it. That was a great movie. Simple, too. A simple yeah, oh explanation. Yeah. This is what it is. We've seen it before. It doesn't matter. And I like it that way. And ultimately, what you get at the end is great because they hint at it. There's one scene earlier when they show what's to come, and it's mm-hmm. like a vision she has. And then at the end, it comes to fruition, and you're like, yes, that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't imagine watching that movie and then, especially the last half hour when shit really hits the fan and you get gore and this and everything just goes nuts. I can't see a horror fan watching that and not liking it when 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 it when it ends. That's not as meta as like Town Dread Sundown, but it is like a Hollywood movie. So it you know it has that kind of angle, which to me is always fascinating. Oh yeah, it's 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 a statement on yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. It's got those tones and yeah of, of Hollywood and absolutely it has that going for it as well. Yeah. You talked about gore. Did either of you see? 
Uh, Dead Snow 2. No, I heard about it, but I never got my hands on it. I was waiting for the red box, but it never uh, came to red box when I was checking. If if you're a fan of the first one, this one is... It's like Terminator and Terminator 2. Really? Like, it just fucking just takes it so much further, and the gore is just ridiculous. It's the kind of movie you're just fucking laughing the whole time just because... Every setup is worth it. Uh, the characters are hilarious. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. It's a fun fucking movie. I recommend that to everyone. I've never seen the first one, so I didn't oh. see this one. Yeah, you know, and and the premise, Nazi zombies, <laughs> I would ignore that like a motherfucker. Like, no <laughs> thanks. You know, right. but it's just done well. I think it takes place in Norway. It's made, you know, by uh, Norwegian filmmakers. And they had money, and it's just done right. And also, it's not your typical, like, Romero zombies, which I found refreshing. You know, Walking Dead-style zombies. What are they? Uh, They're basically, they don't eat human flesh. You know, they have a different motive. Like, in the first one, they're trying to get their gold back. And in the second one, they take it a step further. They're basically trying to extract revenge on a town that uh, they didn't get to in World War II, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's just... I mean, okay, here's... You know, like, in the first movie, I believe one of the main characters gets thrown off a cliff and his intestines come and he's hanging off by his intestines. A ridiculous idea, you know, but it's it's a fun thing to see in a movie. Well, in this movie, they take it a step further. The Nazi zombies get a tank and they gotta gas it up, so they take a victim's intestine line and they siphon gas out of buses with this intestine. I mean, and, and and fill up the tank. So ridiculous, but you know, it's just a movie that you just just go for the ride. You know, it's because it's it's well done. It's like a trauma type of thing. Yeah, except except more money. You know, there's right. definite money in it, and uh, every gag works. And it's funny. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> well, then it's definitely not trauma. Yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> gag works. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. It, but they're thinking zombies because they thought to do the fucking the siphoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, I should get to it. I just Is is it a lot more comedy than horror? Uh, I would say, well, no, there is jokes. Right. Uh, and, but there's way more gore than anything else in the film. But to me, the gore is like Evil Dead 2 kind of gore, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's comical to me, and so I'm laughing at that. Yeah, I have to get to them. I just haven't seen the first one, so I didn't watch the second, but you're not the first person that, that I've heard um, say good things about the, the, the sequel. Mm-hmm. So apparently they amped it up, like you said, and that's cool. Part- There's a lot of found fo- You'd think that after all the backlash, that found footage would have sort of died out. It just seems like it's stronger than ever. Like, it's not... That has never... Because whenever you... Found footage almost is like a dirty word in horror a lot. You know, people sort of dismiss those. That's not you know a why? subgenre people are into. Hollywood. Because Hollywood found footage always fucking tanks. Right. I think that paranormal activity just kind of ran itself dry because part of the fourth one really sucked. And by the time they got to the fourth one, a lot of people were just done with it then they these movies come out and like i said earlier as above so below was a good movie and so was um what was the other one that came to the theater something else i forgot but but the one of them just sucked and no one liked it and it was fucking um what was that one about the baby what was that baby movie 
<laughs> fucking found footage. Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to that. No, uh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck was that shit called? Devil's Do. Devil's oh, Do. Okay. That really tanked. And here's the thing. Found footage, I mean, we're going to get to that whole conversation, but it was, the indie ones were fucking great. They really were. And it's a shame that a lot of fans um, dismiss found footage and try to be fucking highbrow right. about it. Oh, it's a shit fucking subgenre. You know what? There was probably three or four this year that I would consider fucking at least a four-star movie. Very good movies. And th- they're taking different approaches with what they're doing. And, you know, when we get more on that, then, then we'll talk about the different ones. But I, but then again, I don't consider the sacrament found footage. I don't know about you. It's no. not found footage. It's POV. Okay. Because their footage was never found. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me. Because <laughs> anytime I see the sacrament... I just automatically dismiss it. It's just like not even a movie to me. I just, if I see it on a list and someone says it's great or someone says the same, I I immediately pass it by. I can't even acknowledge it as a horror movie or as anything. I just, That's a shame. I wish I didn't feel that way, but yeah, I, I, no. I just I look at it. and I'm like, no, sorry, it's it's not. It's a rip. It's it's junk. It's just it just angers me to that point. And you know we don't have to get into that again. <laughs> but, we covered that pretty well on Tale of Two Fathers. But Late Phases was the better of the werewolf. Did you see that one, Matt, or no? No, I missed that one. Well, that's one I suggest you guys both see. It's um. Here's something funny about it, Matt. The guy that's the lead in Stakeland. I remember mm-hmm. when we talked about him, and you saying that, that you'd like to see something else he did, and he was a fucking badass dude yeah. and else. Here's the funny thing. He plays the lead in Late Phases. However, he doesn't play um, anything close to... To what he ah, was, he's still really? kind of a bad. At, he's an old man. He's a fucking old man. This is a great premise. This is a guy. He goes away to a um. His wife passes away, and his son is taking him to like a, a new retirement community, and I think I believe it's in Florida. This is the guy he plays. He has short hair, and and what? And he's blind. He's a blind man. He's a, a, a Vietnam War vet. They they bring him into this place, and the first night he's there, oh, there's a werewolf attack next door to him and he can hear that's thin walls and it's a woman he just met then the werewolf comes out and ends up fucking killing his dog his dog saves his life his seeing eye dog you know and does a little damage to the werewolf the werewolf takes off but it's a real really good movie it's a real character piece but he is the character i forget his name nick um uh, uh, damiki or something yeah like yes him he does such a fucking great job in this role and there's a character arc later. Basically, he figures out right off the bat that it's a werewolf thing and just prepares for 30 days for the next full moon. And, of course, <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody. And it's a real – It's a, I really – I strongly recommend this movie. I don't want to give like, anything away. He's like, they killed my seeing eye dog. And they're like, you're, see- you're seeing eye dog was a uh, Yorkshire Terrier. He's like, they gave me a Yorkshire Terrier? <laughs> <laughs> he's a real stubborn ass too he's like fucking they want he doesn't want to get a second dog and he doesn't want to appear helpless because he still has that fucking like um like i want to say marine whatever he just has that attitude of a soldier his whole life he's a soldier and i guess after he went blind he became real you know kind of a prick and a smart ass and his relationship with his son they discussed that and then um the people in the community end up not liking him because he scares them something happens but it's a it's i'm it's, it's a really good movie and the the climax is really good. It's just all around. It's you know it's something that's in fucking. I highly regard that movie. So hmm. late um, phases definitely check it out. 
I think that he should be like the next Sylvester Stallone. I don't know how old that guy is, but <laughs> he should just be a badass every time. I'll still check this movie out, but that's just my feeling about it. There's Danny Trail. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, exactly. he is like a Danny Trail. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, what's his name's in that movie, too? Larry Fessenden. He's in there also. How about another one of the indies that snuck up on me and I just watched it was The Canal. Have you guys seen this? Oh, boy, did I. Yeah. Dude, the, this one, I'm surprised not more people are talking about this movie because it has so many angles that is is uh, it should be pleasing to every kind of of horror fan. You know, it's ultimately about this man who thinks his wife is cheating on him and also his house is haunted kind of thing. So it's just a a great story and where it goes, it's unexpected. You know, I got really kind of like a, a sinister vibe off of it too, because he's like a film editor. He's watching these old movies and stuff like that. I just, I can't recommend this film enough. And, uh, I'm I'm just surprised I didn't hear anything about it until like two weeks ago. Huh. I think it only came out less than two months ago. Oh well, then there we go. Yeah, yeah. but the the canal, yeah. Are, oh yeah. wow! You know what it is? I agree about the uh, the sinister thing be- uh-huh. solely because of the videos. And those videos are great. Man, they were showing things that happened in 1902 at his yeah. very apartment, or and, and he's finding stuff out as as it goes on. And I, I agree with that, but it had a kind of vibe to it. Like a real creepy vibe, almost like. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, that movie. Yeah, I can't talk. Movie. Have you ever seen that movie, Absentia? Uh, what? Absentia is that what it's called? Oh yes, yeah. Uh, that guy made Oculus. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, it's a lot like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. That's a reminder of that, and a little bit of like Session Nine. Even it just had a fucking. Oh yeah. A, a creepy vibe to it, and and that's what it really. I've watched it twice in the last in the last couple months, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the yeah, premise is it. almost <laughs> predictable. I mean, even, but that doesn't fault the movie at all. Like you can almost predict where the movie right. goes. You're right. It doesn't lessen it at all. It, it still is is a great watch. Yep, still mm-hmm. with great imagery and good story. I mean, you. Re- I really feel for the little boy. Uh, throughout, because you're trying to figure out is he, is the guy going crazy? Is this a ghost? Is it not? Is this have you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And then ultimately, the way it ends, I really fucking dig that. Without spoilers, of course. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. ultimate, end, right, the last thing that happens, I think is great. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Won't spoil that, but yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, not, I can't at all. It's great. But here's another one I saw recently that fucking really also blew me away. Was honeymoon? Has anyone seen that? Nope, I missed that one. To the moon, Alice. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a hun- great. It's a honeymooners uh, horror movie. <laughs> he finally killed that bitch. Yep, it's about Ralph Cramden and um, Alice. They, they send her to married. the moon. Yeah, they they go they go to a cabin. <laughs> it's a space adventure. <laughs> <laughs> they go to a cabin. It's their honeymoon, and one night, um, they're so much in love, and they're they're young lovers, and they're so happy. And you see it in every way. They got a real good relationship, and the kind that you only see in movies, you know. And um, next thing you know, one night um, he falls asleep. They're sleeping, and he wakes up middle of the night. His wife's gone. Goes out in the woods, and she's fucking there, naked and shivering. 
And, you know, this honeymoon is just, it's, it's at a cabin in the woods type situation. It's just them in this retreat. And it's just the two of them, and they just planned on playing board games, staying inside, rowing boats. Just the two of them. Just a nice romantic. Fucking. Lots of fucking. They're all over each other. They're very, they're young lovers, and they're fucking in every sense of the word, you know? And then, as the movie goes on, it's another character piece situation, because it's like, you're seeing something is going on with the girl, and she wants to do right by her man, but something's going on, and there's something inside her brain that's making her act a certain way. And you, you, you feel it through him because you're getting frustrated. You're like, what the fuck? What's going on with this chick? Why is she all of a sudden, why is she not wanting to have sex with him? And why is this happening? Like overnight, these things start happening. It, it's building up and it's building. And you see she's acting a certain way and she just wants to please him, but they're not getting along right anymore. You can feel like the tension right after their first hmm. night in the cabin. And then ultimately it leads to something which I could see some people are, are going to say that the antagonists are, are predictable because of the hints we see, but ultimately it doesn't matter. It's such a good story. And it's once again, it's a character piece on, on them both. And because the acting is so strong, um, it really carries the movie. And hmm. the ending is really cool too. And to the very end, she's trying to do right by him, but something is preventing her from doing that. And it, it's actually tragic, at the end. tragic and sad. And just another one, can't recommend it enough. Definitely. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely seek it out. It's a very good movie. Honeymoon. This is evil. Remember me. I just made my first kill right on schedule. Tonight, Eastern Standard Time. Listen to the replay. You'll hear from me in an hour. Have fun! How about um, another indie that was kind of a sleeper? And it's kind of it's it's a genre movie, a subgenre movie, but they just snuck it in, uh, and that's Open Grave. You guys see this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a fan of it. I like the style of it. It's basically a zombie movie, but that takes total backseat to the main right. plot. It's done in a way that you have not seen it before. I thought it was great. It stars uh, the guy from District Nine. He's a great actor. And there's this whole amnesia. All the main characters have amnesia. So they don't know who to trust and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it's it's, it's a post-apocalyptic movie. But it's just done in an angle that you haven't seen before. Very unique movie. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It, written mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. Uh, watching the story unfold and then seeing what happens at the end and you're guessing throughout. You're like, something's up and you're getting little hints, but you're not, you're like, hmm, what the fuck? Is this guy a good guy or is he not? What's happening mm-hmm. here? Boy. Yeah, it was just one thing after another and whoever sat down and wrote the story, fucking, I just, I, I can't give him enough props because... Really smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very smart and yeah, it's the cinematography also, such a fuck. it was filmed so well. It was just a very fucking good piece of work. Just 
another example. Just a great fucking year of these independents. It's just... Mm-hmm. And finally, finally, a good alien movie where fucking the aliens come to wreak havoc and fucking do. Does, and does anyone know what I'm talking about? Has anyone seen Extraterrestrial? No. Nope. Missed that one. Go and fucking see it. I wouldn't say it's as good as, like, The Canal and Honeymoon and Open Grave. Um... But it's very good, and I'm a big fan of, of scary alien movies where they, where their intent is bad, like mm-hmm. stuff that happens in Fire in the Sky. Um, you know, anal probing, really, at, you know, a lot of ass fucking, just really into that, you know. Blood coming out the ass because of a probe just slamming in there. Okay, you saw this movie, didn't you? What? No, this is a porno I have. Oh, well... <laughs> I would have sworn you saw the movie because there's this fucking <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I have to check this out now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cool because they have bad intent. It's not the perfect movie. There's a little bit the characters. Some of them are a little annoying. Um, there could have been more death in it, but uh, the way it, the last 15 minutes were fucking really cool. I thought it was gonna end a cheesy way, and the idea of it was kind of cheesy between these two lovers. But then what happens after um, is really cool. But for once, the aliens have bad intent, and it's cool shit. And then you see how they're hooked up. It's all—it's also the whole conspiracy theory with the government and how they may be aware of this is going on and ignoring it. That's right. another one. Can we talk about a indie movie that a lot of people talk about, and I feel like we'll have a lot to say on it, and that's Kevin Smith's Tusk. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie... Uh, one, I'm, I was excited to see it because I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I like his writing. I think he's a great writer. Uh, and the whole premise of the movie is so weird that I just it's just one of those movies that begs to be seen. But this movie creeped me the fuck out. And no... A movie, a movie hasn't done this in a long time. Like, I was weirded the fuck out uh, at, at the imagery... Of the main character and what happens to him, just fucking, it kind of freaked me out. And it, it's almost just ridiculous at at points. But I just felt like the creep factor and the characters were done extremely well. And I, I'm a huge fan of this movie just because it, 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 the style of it and the characters and what happens is so fucked up. That it's a movie that sticks with you, and I I thought about it for fucking like five days. I couldn't get this image out of my head. <laughs> um, uh, you guys saw this movie, right? I have a lot to say. Well, I know that <laughs> nice. you are disappointed about uh, Johnny Depp coming in, right? <laughs> Johnny Depp, <laughs> like this movie, like this is what you call a left turn in a in a movie, like. It is, uh, well, first let's start I disagree, but I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Like, a few premises just make zero sense. One, that Justin Long is banging (laughs) the hottest chick on the planet. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, maybe he's a good good looking dude. Are you kidding? Did you see the picture I sent you of her when she's standing with that short skirt? Maybe in the picture, but throughout the movie, it's funny. My wife and I are watching this, and I was mentioning this conversation we had. And I, I said, Alex says that this guy is not, he's, he's out of her league. And he's like, no. what do you think? And she has charisma. And she goes, well, she's like, uh, they're, both, they're, both, they're both cute. He has, he's charismatic, and he's, he's a personality. And apparently he makes a ton of money doing podcasting. 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, you... I think they downplayed her looks in the movie, too. She, you know, you can't have her looking like a freaking supermodel, but she can, and she is. Like, if you saw her in the movie The Last Stand, smoking. Like, she's perfect. Her name is Genesis Rodriguez, the hottest chick in the, in the world, I think. Like, that's perfect to me. Um, so, the, the, the premise of this movie, the most ridiculous thing, not that a guy is getting turned into a walrus, it's that the kid from The Sixth Sense and Justin Long, a 70s porn <laughs> star looking guy, are fighting over the hottest chick on the planet, and she's banging both of them. <laughs> that's just unbelievable to me. Uh, so that that's the first thing off the bat. The second, when you, you see the, the old guy and they're talking, some of that was not as compelling as I hoped. Like, some of the... the the speaking kind of like I, I just phased out or you know whatever um but yeah when he starts with the walrus stuff that's just unbelievable to me that is just crazy great and then when you finally see him i it is Dude. so disturbing yes oh yes i was freaked the fuck out and here's my uh, uh thing is that it it looks fake but it, it is fake <laughs> See, here's the That's thing. my question. Yes, that is my question. That's what like, threw me off. It's still a suit, right? It's just a suit that he made of different... Yeah, it's like a leather face thing, but a body one. It made right. to be in the shape okay. of, of a walrus. See, that's what bothered me the first time. That's what really turned it around for me, is when I saw him looking that way, I was like, are they trying to pass this off as this guy somehow was able to fucking do human centipede style, but turn somebody into this thing? Right then and there, I was like turned off. And, he did oh, like it's he did like connect his arms right closer he, to his body, and he yeah. fucked his legs all up. But then he put him in like a suit, right. and he and he put uh, the tusks in his face, right? Right. I that's think the, so. That's the brilliance of it. But then well, he sewed the suit on him. I didn't realize that. Like like Matt just said, was it a suit or was it not? At first, I thought that this guy actually they were trying to prove to us that this guy did this type of surgery on him to make him look that way. And I'm like, well, no, no one could ever survive anything like that. But then, you know, 20 minutes later, uh, as I'm watching, I think by the time they had the fight, I'm watching, I'm like, okay, that's a suit that he made uh, uh, of right. the skins, and he put it over him and did this. Now, I, now I'm on board. But for the longest time, I thought they were trying to pass that off as that, you know, that I go, this is like really shitty fucking – a shitty idea. Right. Nobody could survive that. Nobody can do that type of surgery. Well, how do you know? It, it what do you mean? Shitty. Like, you couldn't survive grafting large chunks of skin on you? Or you're saying it, if it was walrus well, skin? No, not, not regardless of whose skin it was. I didn't realize that it was a suit. I thought the guy took his body parts and... And stretched and enlarged them to the extent of that size. <clears throat> oh, gave him a all this fucked up And all this stuff, yeah. You, you yeah. couldn't do that. No, but, that's what turned me off. And then... The depth thing didn't bother me the way it bothered Alex. Here, it, the the depth thing is is perfect, and oh, I'll I'll, I, I'll tell you I could why. Have done it without it, I'll say that. I'll tell you why. <laughs> now it would have been better if it probably wasn't Johnny Depp and mm. him being Johnny Depp, but that came that was the start of the third act essentially, and it was perfect because they had the reveal of. The main character and where you know he is and that was so fucking freaky that freaked me out you needed the like where else could you go one and you needed the like tension release for me so that's why i thought no you didn't i wanted to get more into no this. no no dude 
I needed the tension release. And for me, having a moment, or not moment, but a series of moments to breathe and introduce another character and kind of another element and start the third act, I thought that was the smartest thing to do. I don't think it was a misstep at all. (laughs) Even if you go with that premise, it's like the babbling. You're going to tell me you didn't zone out within 30 seconds of him talking. It was too long, yeah. Way too long. It probably was a little too long. But at the same time, I don't think it deserves the you know the the backlash that it gets. I think it was right for the movie, and you know that's just how Kevin Smith also writes characters. He's like a crazy character, and he's a unique character. He's a guy who's trying to find this this walrus fucker or whatever he is, you know. So I thought it worked perfectly. I, th- um, I think it was just Johnny uh, Depp shtick, bull- shtick bullshit. It was just like, oh God, look, he's gonna. He's that's putting that's on what this I'm saying. Act. It's just, if it was some other actor, I think it would have been. It would have worked so much better. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. See, that's right. See, I agree with Alex about it throwing it off, but I disagree with Alex about the fact that it was Depp. I don't think it matters that it was Depp. I, yep. I think that character would have been annoying anyway. Mm-hmm. And the situation and, and how long it went on for. And there's one really good thing that came out of it. I really love the scene when he's talking about when he first meets the guy played by, um, uh, what's his name? Sorry. The fucking... The, the villain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Park. Parks. Yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Parks. I thought that scene was great when he was playing a simpleton and, and, and Depp was playing that role. And yeah, they were on his I love that. And that mm-hmm. little mind game that they were playing where you could see that they were feeling each other out and Parks was playing an idiot. And I thought that was... Great acting by the both both of them. That doesn't bother me at all. I just think it went on for when they met in that that restaurant and Depp was talking to him. It went on because he was talking slow. So long, was, yes, so fucking long. Ultimately, I thought the build up was. I thought the first act was almost as good as you can get for a horror movie. It was very good. I was completely mm-hmm. into it, and then I think um, it turned into like a fucking a lighthearted human centipede. That that's what it's like to me, but. But they threw the Depp thing in there and made some type of comedy out of it. And that's just Kevin Smith. I mm-hmm. just wish they would have left it out, but that's what I feel it is. It's like a lighthearted human centipede. Human centipede did that so same dark, idea. Though. Yes, like human centipede was. It was unintentionally funny to me when it had to be. And I really liked the movie where Kevin Smith was trying to be funny. And yeah, he was trying. He didn't yeah. he didn't just he didn't organically make a funny movie. To me it was like uh, what's that? We watched that Argento movie. We reviewed it on the show, um, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. And that had characters. weird, eccentric yeah. characters, multiple characters. Yeah, they weren't in as many scenes as Johnny Depp was. But to me, it's like the same thing. You got this, you got the balance of uh, a crazy uh, thing going on with like lighthearted characters to like balance out the the emotions of the movie and that that's the way i see it yeah but those characters did not were not anchors to those movies like to me they were just people Mm -hmm. this guy just fucking like consumed the entire movie Mm. like he just monopolized like once it he was in it was like it was slowed just overwhelming. Yeah, it slowed it down, overwhelming. Like, the only good things he got after that were, like, the guy eating the fish, and, and that's about it. And then, then he gets, now, I'm afraid to spoil this, because, but I do want to talk about the very end scene, because it's so insane. 
Okay, let's not say what it is, but let's just say how ridiculous is that? Like that that would be the probably the last thing that the end result of this movie in real life, if it was real, would be. Like well, check well, it out. Yeah, like well, let's just you know this will happen, and it's like no. Right. Yeah. It, so, it definitely wouldn't. I'm gonna defend it, and I'll but, tell you why. Right. Yeah. It's also amazingly eerie. The emotion of it. I just, thought it was eerie. No, just no. The, I'm gonna say that's not the reason I'm gonna defend it. The reason right. I was gonna defend it was this simply. When I first saw it, I was like, "Yeah, that's fucking stupid. That wouldn't happen. Whatever." Then the credits rolled, and I listened to the credit, and I was paying attention to the credits, and I heard Kevin Smith on the podcast with the other guys bullshit like the three of us are now, and it reminded me of us just coming up with some crazy idea like we do, like we were doing before on Prompto Terrorbomb or this or that, just all the ridiculous shit that we talk about. They were talking about making of this movie, and then they actually said the way the movie ended right in their conversation. Like a guy piped in, he said, oh, yeah, and then at the end, we can have it do this, this, and this, and, and the other guys laughed, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And that is how the movie came about, and that's why I respect it, just for mm-hmm. that reason. Yeah, I mean, I could see that perspective and how that would change your your yeah, perspective did. on that last scene and then it seems cool again because it's like yeah like they just came up with that and they said they brought it to life and that's awesome that right. there are people in this world who are not just starry-eyed dreamers there are people who actually dream and make those reality and that is something we have to respect you know? let's i mean we can't stay on this movie forever so let's so the on. teeth were really long too and <laughs> <laughs> Dave Z. What's up? They've done it before on their own. But this one's too big to handle alone. You know, man, you come to town, I know there's going to be trouble. Z. What's up? Edwards. Banana Laser. The big three, together for the first time. Three the hard way. Three cities, three of us. They do it their way. Potassium explodes all over the place when the big three join forces to save the laser nation. What's happening? Why? When the three of them get through you. What makes you think the three of them will survive the next 24 hours? Z. What's up? Edwards. Together for the first time. Banana laser. So let's let's move out of the indie genre. What Dave, you saw a ton of found footage. I did as well. Um, one of my uh, favorites out of the found footage that came out. It's kind of a sleeper. Is the Den. Uh, I thought this one was one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen. And it's got a real gimmick. Uh, it's all being filmed on computers and laptops and fucking f- iPhones and shit like that. But it all fucking works. I mean, I, I just thought every scare worked. I was completely sucked in. And um, just the premise alone. I thought I was going to hate this movie. But I guess that's a testament to the filmmakers. Uh, I've This is probably one of the the best found footage movies execution wise I've ever seen do you guys agree have you seen this 
No, I, I didn't get to see it. Oh man, I Gotta think it's it. on Netflix. So it yeah, I should check it out. It's it's basically about one of those chat roulette rooms called the Den, and this girl is doing a a thesis study on this and the types of people that use it. Well, she gets basically targeted by a crazy person through it and you know crazy shit ensues but it seems pretty simple but i guess the way it's done is just works so well oh it's great it's a great movie i, I enjoyed it thoroughly yeah mm-hmm. i like i liked uh, the whole build-up and it's it's short too it's like an hour and 15 minutes oh it's very short yeah, yeah. but it's perfectly paced it's it's it, it's believable you can see mm-hmm. this stuff happening you sympathize with with the lead girl uh, you see everything that's going on, and most of it's pretty damn believable considering uh, the source material, which, you know, you're going online, it shows the dangers of fucking, of online stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oh, I, I, I really like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a great idea for a movie. Love the way it ended, and what you ultimately see at the end, the reason for what's happening, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. recommend it enough, Definitely. There was so many this year. The thing about found footage this year is that they came at us. I think it was a banner year for it, and they came at us with different type of angles. Like in that movie, like you said, the internet thing, it's all filmed basically via webcam and people's like um, FaceTime. Basically, that's what it is. And then they had the other one. Uh, they were like set up like documentaries. Do you see the, the, the Deborah Logan one, the taking of Deborah Logan? Yeah, yeah, that was actually surprised too fuck yeah and what a good setup that they're doing a documentary about alzheimer's and mm-hmm. how as it goes on is it alzheimer's or is it what is it is something going on is it a possession is it this and that and then when the story unfolds fuck it it just keeps getting better and when you finally get to the climax i thought it was great it was another mm-hmm. one yeah and that, that one yeah took me by surprise very good Right, and then there's one more I want to say just for the the way it started it was um, Inner Demons. Did anyone see that one? Nope. No? Well, here's nope. what's great about it. Here's what's great. The setup, it's like intervention, and they're going to have an intervention on this girl. They set it up in the beginning. They talk to her. She's a user. Uh, I forgot what it was, crack or whatever. She's a user of some type of drug. Cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Percocet. Yeah, um, so she's a user, and... We come to find out that, of course, her family wants to make her clean, and it's set up just like it's. It's almost like you sat down and you're watching a show of intervention. Except they don't say intervention; they call it something else. But it's set up just like that. And long story short, she's using because she has inner demons. Literally, she has a possession type situation going on, and they check her into this place. She finally agrees to go. She says, "The reason I'm doing this, you guys are going to see." And sure enough, they they try to get her clean in the thing, and then things get worse when she's at the the clinic because she gets clean and then she was right all along saying she was trying to suppress it by using and you know one thing leads to another mm-hmm. but um done very well and that's what i like about the found footage thing is that you can take it from so many different angles and, and i think vhs touched upon it you know with the first two showing different ways where they could do it but now they got docudramas and whatever you want to call them mockumentaries and shit like that yep I have another weird coincidence thing that happened. Just now, Will Willem. I think his name is, right? I'm bad with last names. On oh, the, yeah, yeah. The Facebook page, he just invited me to the House October build. 
and I watched it about an hour ago for the first time. <laughs> like, how did he know that? <laughs> like, it's just the craziest. Like, why would what? you invite somebody to some random movie he just watched for the first you time? You waited what until you fucking now to watch this movie? Yeah. The man was just teasing us on fucking uh, the other day on Banana Bites. <laughs> How fucking uh, January. How lame that is. a great time to watch The House is October. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. What can so I tell lame. you? <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that. There's like snow outside right now. That movie was was uh, so great. And it really, uh, it's found footage. And it's about uh, five kids who are looking for the most hardcore, like, scare house you know when you go to like a haunted hayride and you go walk through and everybody jumps out at you so they're looking for the most hardcore version of that and they try to do all these underground ones and um <clears throat> so they you know they find it i have to spoil it okay have, i could i could not spoil this and still talk about it it was great until they actually found what they're looking for mm-hmm. and oh i don't want to say that Okay. Well, to yeah, like when they found it and what happened happened, it's like okay, so we're going somewhere here, and then all of a sudden, you know what happens at the end, and that had to be the most let down end. Like there was no climax at all. The only climax is like the guy, the first guy who gets over there, then. The girl freaking out and panicking, like you're way into it at that point. But nothing even happens. I, I, I feel like I'm spoiling this. Just nothing happens. And then, then that ending takes place, what they do. And like you just can't believe that's the end. Yeah, it should have it should have had a more – I mean it made sense and it's just not satisfying. I no. Think, and they try what to, it is. They yeah. try to sell it to you with that last kid's speech – and like, oh, well, if he says that, then that should do it for us. No, it really didn't. It's not – that wasn't a crazy experience to me. Mm-hmm. I well, – see, uh, and you guys aren't the, aren't the first two I've heard. I've heard many people express that, that same um, opinion. It didn't bother me at all. I was completely cool with that. Um, they got there and they did their thing and they were, they were showing – I think three at the time were, were, were there. And they were showing them in their three different situations. And um, yeah, all born. I was fine with it. I just put myself in, in their shoes, and it, 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 to me, it was scary. I was like, and it seemed realistic. It seemed like that's what would happen. If, but what if, happened? He sees a guy through a, a, a mirror, and he's like, "Hey, dude! Hey, hey! What's up?" And then that's it. And then and then we get to the end. Well, there's some like, scary well, things happening. There was some things. There was some things coming out. But yeah, but dude, there were scarier things in houses before the end. Well, that, like there was one house fine. they went through that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Those were great. The thing is, the movie itself was good, um, and the ending to me was good. It, but it, as a whole, it was just good. It wasn't great. I enjoyed it. It just seemed, you know, like half of the movie was just filming the haunted house and stuff. Anybody can do that, so I can't give it too many, too much props because of the other found footage movies that I was speaking of that had better ideas. They expanded on, so I enjoyed them more. But. The ending, I was fine with it. It just seems like that seems like something that would happen. I don't want to see anything crazy supernatural. I don't know. I, I'm not saying I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, I just I'm trying to figure out how I would have ended it, and I really can't say uh, you know right here on the spot. But I don't know. It, it, it had kind of an eerie ending to me. Ultimately, it just seems like I could see something like that happening in real life. So I guess that's why it didn't bother me. 
I understand your point of view. Maybe you're expecting more and uh, maybe that the 10 minutes at the end when they're in the dark and they're looking around could have been conceived as dull. I, I won't argue. I could see that. It just, for whatever reason, it didn't bother me. I was okay. No, with that it. part was, I still felt, you know, felt things were going to happen, you know, and, and it still teetered on what, what, is, what are these guys really going to do now that they're there? Like, what, what are they really going to do now? It just was not fulfilling at all, but I could still, this is one of those moments where I could still watch the whole movie because I loved the rest. And then now that I, just like uh, American Mary, now I know the ending, so it might sit with me easier the second yeah. time around because I won't expect mm-hmm. a great grand ending, which it, I watched it, it twice. Not have. I seen yeah. it the second time. Maybe that was it too. So yeah. I thought the ending was good. I just it just wasn't grandiose in any way, and so. I don't want to say it was a letdown, but it just felt like it was building up to something more. Right, it was a bribe. But it was just, it was more realistic, I guess. And so, it wasn't bad. But nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, nothing real. It's not that it was realistic, it's that it was uneventful. I think we're we're sort of uh, substituting the word uh, uneventful for realistic, because... What's mm-hmm. to say? Like those guys could have just like smashed their heads apart. Like why? Why didn't that happen or anything? Like I just don't get it, man. It was just really weird, but whatever. I yeah, digress. But... I love the setup so much because I'm a huge fan of haunted attractions. Yeah, that like I felt like within the first thirty minutes, <clears throat> it, it, nothing. I don't think anything, any kind of ending would have satisfied me, just because. Mm, true. I love the setup so much right. that I don't. I think anything they would have done at the end would have been, I don't want to say disappointing, but just not ultimately satisfying. Yeah, okay. I, I still mean, think I it was a good movie. Disappointed. If yeah. let's say they got to the end and then all of a sudden they said, "Okay, guys, we're gonna put these fucking things on you, and <laughs> if you do something wrong, we're gonna blow you up. Your new job is to recruit other people to bring them here, and you work for us now." That would have been a fucking terrible disappointing ending yeah no yeah that i could see utter disappointment but but what happened eh whatever in, in a way it's kind of expected and maybe it seemed rushed or something when they got there i don't know what was the point of the future flash or whatever we call it like the chick in the trunk like okay so we got back to that then what so what like uh, you know that like for example her journey to that point was not really that. I don't even know actually how she got there. I, I'm not even sure what they did to put her in that condition. Like, you know, know like there, there was no true journey because she was fine until they found the real place. And then all of a sudden you just see her next time and she looks like that. It's like, well, what even went on? I, I'm not even really sure what your big crazy journey was to get here. A couple mm-hmm. of missteps, but couple great missteps. premise, great first two thirds. And even I'm excited the... to see the documentary. Yeah. What other found footage have we not touched? I mean, did we finally get a good Bigfoot movie this year? <laughs> yes. Yes. I haven't seen it. So, but. Oh, but you will. You guys are, yeah, oh yeah, I'm watching yeah. it maybe uh, tonight, maybe tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. The old joke me and Jason Lloyd says, it's easier to find Bigfoot than a good Bigfoot movie. <laughs> And I think me and Jason uh, both found it. He agrees, and I agree. So we finally fi- found it in 2014. So, but there's one other movie that everyone's saying holds up to this, and it's Abominable or something. 
Yeah, I don't know anything uh-huh. about Abominable. And I heard Willow Creek was meh. I don't know. I didn't watch it. It's different, you know. It's more about uh, mood and uh, atmosphere than a monster chasing you. Willow Creek is so, uh, I, but I haven't seen it exist, so I don't. I can't express my thoughts on that. So I think he existed it perfectly. Oh, there you go. But yeah. Just as, right, just just the right amount of exposure. You see things in the shadows and this and that and quick things and until the very end, and you get that one shot that they show. But you know, I think they did that just perfectly. Yeah, and I, I like how they supplied the kid with a means of surviving. Like, they found, you know, like, they're not helpless in trying to hit Bigfoot over the head with a board. They, they, <laughs> they, have a, they found a gun, which is not a spoiler. I think that happens pretty soon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he has, you know, but, of course, the big question is, does he ever get a, a good shot off? But, but it's cool that they actually gave him an element of some kind of survival that is, like, uh, legit, you know, and not... And not just uh, like throwing a, a red bucket at his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there wasn't a dull moment in the movie. That's what I like about it. The movie starts right away. The thing happens, which which triggers it, and there isn't a dull moment until until the movie's over. It just it flows perfectly. Not many movies do that. The only beef is the found footage. I think that they meant this to not be a found footage movie, and I think when Eduardo Sanchez, I don't know what happened because he's Mister Blair Witch decided to put found footage in it because a lot of scenes it doesn't make sense that they would be having a gopro camera in some shots you don't know why the the camera would be there when they're showing the outside of the cabin that's my only beef at all is the technical aspect i think if this movie was made some other way where the first half was technical where the part of me where the first half was just a regular movie and then it switched over in the end because they put gopros on their head for some reason or whatever it would have been a better film but if that's my only complaint, that's fine. Uh, beginning to end, it's very it's entertaining and actually scary. And there's a couple really good shots. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Alex. How about that one part in, in the camper? Uh, you're probably gonna know what I'm talking about. Oh, dude, about. all of, yeah, right? yeah, I know, yeah, where well, yeah, it comes down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, all so of, dude, well all of it. Like it, it was so well done. There was not a disappointing minute to me. Hmm. I was way into it. I'm so glad they made it. And this is the kind of movie I would. I'd consider I would I think I'll buy this movie actually on Blu-ray. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's one more I want to mention because I like the the novel of it, The Possession of Michael King, and the first half is really good because this this guy he's a what do you call it? He's a um a, a disbeliever. He doesn't believe in God after life or any of that stuff. And then his wife passes away, and then he really doesn't, and he wants to disprove religion and possess both sides, devil and and God. So part of it is that he he does everything he can to try to summon a demon and, and videotape and have a, a documentary saying there's no way to get possessed. You could try this, this, and this. And ultimately, of course, <laughs> you know, something ends up happening and he's doubting it, and, but he's documenting the whole thing. And he has a kid and it's, it's good. I think, you know, the third act, it could have been better, but another really good premise for a movie. And for that reason, it worked. It's a, it was another good found footage movie. Well, okay. Any other flicks you guys want to get to before I, I think I've talked about? Oh wait, we got sequels. Sharknado two. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched like the first forty five minutes of Sharknado two when it was on TV, just kind of by accident. I haven't even seen the first one, but I was actually enjoying it. Have you guys seen it? Part two? Yeah. No. It's, I've seen neither. Have no interest in them. No, I and I don't either. I just happen to be home and flipping, 
and it was the night of the premiere and I was like you know what let's just watch a few minutes of it and it's so self-aware that they're like okay we're making a bad movie and the fucking jokes are lame and we got these fucking has-been actors and and all this stuff that it was kind of, and, and the you know the special effects are horrendous, and the premise just makes no fucking sense. I kind of enjoyed it. Now I only watched forty five minutes of it, but <laughs> I had fun watching it. I wouldn't say it would make my top thirty <laughs> of right. the year. <laughs> right. right. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah, talk w- about Stage Fright. Have you guys seen it or no? No, that's on Netflix <sighs> too, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. It's not for everybody, but it's a horror, it's a slasher musical. I'm it's, gay, I'm gay, yes. but not in that, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> I only know that from you. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it's fucking hysterical. I yeah. mean, it, it's comedy in the right way, and, and the musical numbers, I mean, I'm not a fan of musicals, but they legitimately are, like if you were to watch a musical, they're, they're that type of quality. And better than Grease 2? Better than Grease 2, or just as good, just as good. Hmm. He's All gonna right. score tonight. Yeah, it's, it's gotta like go that. back, 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 back to, to school, school again. Grease two. <laughs> <laughs> the only loser to show up in that was that girl with the pink hair, right? Yeah, Frenchie. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yep. Jesus yep. Christ. But I'm telling you, stage fright is cool because of that stuff. But it's set up like it almost has like a a sleepaway camp type of vibe to it because they're away at this camp and it's set up like an '80s slasher. Because it's a remake of an 80s slasher, but it's just done differently. And they're doing musical numbers, and they're try- they're competing for the parts in the play. But it's not everyone's going to get it. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. But I definitely think everybody should should at least give it a chance. It's really cool because the guy, the fucking the villain, sings metal, and he's like going Aah! and he's fucking doing head banging fucking like metal and shit. He's fucking doing his stuff while they're doing theirs, and it's a little bit hokey, but. It's cool, and there's good gore, and they're paying homage to, to a few different things through it. And it's it's set up like an 80s slasher. You can almost de- determine who the, the, the killer's going to be at the end. It's, you know, it's the usual who's the killer, like they would right. always do in the 80s for slashers. It was that type of – and you can kind of figure it out if you think about it. But they have red herrings and, and whatnot. But I definitely recommend everybody check it out. It's You might not like it because you can't stand the musical aspect of it, but if you can get past that – it's a, it's, it's a really well done movie it's, it's a one of a kind don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack Banana Laser will be right back hey what's up Joe nothing much man how's it going oh great man I actually don't even mind being at work today oh shit well, I couldn't help but notice how happy you were today what, what the fuck's up dude <laughs> let me tell you man my girl is a fucking beast we just had a whole afternoon sex session Man, I feel great. Wow. Yeah, dude, I remember those days. Fuck. Remember? What's the matter, man? The old lady's not giving it up anymore. <sighs> Actually, it isn't even that. Believe it or not, I just don't have the desire anymore. What? Fucking Joe not horny? Somebody called paramedic. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking horny. Believe me. It's just... It's kind of embarrassing to say, dude. My girlfriend isn't smelling like she used to. Smelling? What do you mean? You're, you're telling me she changed her perfume or something, right? <sighs> nah, man. I mean, down there. Just suddenly she started stinking over the last few weeks or so. Ah, no, no, no. Listen, bro, that happened with my girl, too. Guess what? There's actually a quick solution for that, and it's over the counter. Say what? 
Dude, really? What is this shit called? It's called Beavrite. Beavrite? That's what I said. It's from the makers of the Camel Cap. You remember that thing, that slip-on rubber cap, the, that thing they make for women with camel toe? It's the same company. Wow, no shit. Cool. Well, that was a big success. Yeah, well, this one's going to even be a bigger success. And it, all it is, it's a simple gel cap that she swallows. And by the gift of rapid release, it works wonders. Huh, wonders, huh? Dude, come on, tell me more. Well, it does three important things. One, releases a fresh scent down there. Two, adds a delicious flavor of your choosing. Three, even has a spermicidal lubricant. It takes care of everything. She swallows, and her pussy takes care of the rest. Wow! Those are wonders. Damn, I'm glad I talked to you about this problem. Hey, anything to help a friend. Boy, we better get back to work, man. Come on. Not me. I'm gonna take a sick day. Be right, here I come. Winter shit isn't tight, get be right. Available at all fine pharmacies. Ask for it by name. Alright guys, so yeah, we've fucked around, talked about enough movies. Let's actually get down to the nit grit. And that is, what are our top five movies of 2014? You know what, Dave Z? Why don't you go first, sir? Mr. I've Seen Every Movie. Alright, uh, you just want me to <laughs> give my number five right now? Yeah, just run down the list. I figure, oh, all five. Yeah, oh. I figure each one of us yeah, should just run down our own lists. Oh, nice and quick. Instead of round table. Yeah. Okay, I can think of Well, number five uh, is a Hollywood movie, actually. And it's Oculus. Nice. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I want to fuck that kid. Yeah. I mean, when she's older. When she got old. Guys, just forget it. Never mind. All right, right. No, no, I get it. I really like, uh, we discussed it on on the Skeleton Crew. I was there for that review. I was fortunate enough to to be there for that one. And I said it there that I really like the whole setup. It took me by surprise. It was, I said it earlier in the show that every year there's been a really good supernatural movie out of Hollywood. And this year, it happened to be Oculus. I, I really love the setup. With the, uh, I love the history of the mirror that, that she's talking about when she's talking about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And when they're going through the house and how, how they get fooled, you don't know what's going on. And the flashback between present day and the past, all this shit happening, it's just, I thought it was an original idea. It was really cool. It just, it came out, it came out really good. I wasn't expecting it to be good. And it really fucking impressed me. And the way it ended, was great. I really love the ending of it. So number four is the found footage movie we talked about earlier, The Den. Oh wow, really? Okay. Yeah. I've watched it three times. I think it's fucking great. Yeah. I spoke my piece earlier on it. I I love the whole I love it. It's definitely the best found footage movie of the year, in my opinion. And there was a lot of good ones. But I've watched it three times. I I've enjoyed it each time. And I recommend it to everybody. It just it flows just right. And, you know, we spoke about it earlier, but that's my number four. Number three, we discussed in detail last week or last show, and that's Pieces of Talent. We don't have to nice. get into why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to get into why we talked about it all. And uh, very good movie. Um, I'm glad we did a, a good review on it. Now, number two. Number two is The Baba <laughs> the thing about the Babadook is this the first time I watched it, like I said earlier, it's, this isn't a spoiler, but it's a little revealing. Let me the first time I took it as a straight up what I saw on the screen, like a possession type situation, if you will. And I enjoyed it. 
and I didn't do a whole lot of thinking. And then I did no. a little thinking after uh, no. I had seen the movie. And then I heard other people talk about it, and I, all of a sudden a lot of other people were really, really into it. I was like, all right, cool. And then I heard a, I, I, I was doing more reading and got more information about it. I went back a second time and watched it from a, a psychological, a different type of narrative, if you will. I went back and watched it a different way, saying, okay, it, things aren't what they seem. It's really this. I want to take it as this. And when I watched it that way, it made more sense and it had me guessing and and coming up with my, my own solutions at that time. I think there's a lot of room for interpretation with the movie. And I really like it. There's a couple things that didn't work, kind of like Fight Club is one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time. But there's one or works? two... What's that? Oh, no. Oh, okay. it, it didn't work from the perspective I was looking at. But it, it, it doesn't bring it down. It's still my number two. But it's just like in Fight Club, there's one or two scenes that when I watch them, I'm like, well, how... Could that be if the, if you know the reveal in Fight Club? You know, you're like I, I you can explain just about you can explain 95 percent of it, but there's a little part you're like, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. That that how does that part work? And but it doesn't take from the movie. You're just like, okay, you go with it. There was one or two little things that I was like, well, you know, and particularly the ending. Um, if I took it from a different point of view, the psychological thing and what the woman created, um, something. There's a couple things that. You know, weren't ironclad, but it doesn't matter. It, it was filmed really well. Uh, it, it was genuine, spooky things going on. I wouldn't say it was scary, but there was creepy aspects. The book was fucking amazing. Love that book, especially the second part when after she ripped it up and the choking of the dog and the killing of the fucking what all that shit that was going on it was great. Eighty dollars, so, it could be yours. Eighty dollars, that's it. But it won't be the right book. Hmm. I want fucking the dog, the fire, this, all that shit. I really like that one scene though, when when she sees the newscast, and what could it was kind of predicting the future when she was fucked up and this 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 you know it was the boy's birthday and this and that and they were showing it. That's like a supernatural. That's like something you might see in Oculus or something. I like that uh, when the whole black and white montage the thing she was watching. Yeah, all those is, old. Is that movies? what you mean? Yeah, oh, the old too. '30s movies and stuff. That was amazing. Oh, wasn't it? Yes. No, but there was a part right after that where they showed a newscast, and it was like, and, and they're saying something happened, and they showed a picture of the culprit, and it's her in the window. And they go, oh, I didn't notice tragedy. that. The tragedy happened here. And anyway, sorry if I spoiled anything. Yeah, you just did. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I forgot that. That's not that big of a deal, though. It's just something you'll see it, and it, it's well, it says no, it's, there were hints in the book anyway, so. I'm not that messed up that you just said that. But... No, it doesn't happen. It's just, I'm not revealing anything big. It's nothing that's going to be like, oh, oh okay. fuck, a great plot point. It's just something that happens in the movie. Right. That's all. When you see it, you won't think any any different about it because of that. It's not like it's not like a major thing to hear. But yeah, but great movie all around. There's only one movie that surpassed it to me. And it really fucking took me in the second. The first time I watched it, I had guests over and I watched it and I enjoyed it. I'm like, yeah. Good fucking movie. Took me by surprise. Liked it. And then I watched it again the other day by myself, and it really took me in, and I really noticed even more. And when a movie does that, that that says something. And that movie is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Hey, yo! The fucking, the director of this movie, I I had to look him up afterwards. He's only done television, and he's done, like, fucking American Horror Story in Glee. 
and show, and I want to see what he does next because the direction of this movie is so good. I guess as an Argento fan, I think that's where it falls in because it's fucking filled with color and fucking cinematography and just very creative filmmaking. It's yeah, it really fucking blew my mind, and the story is great. I, I have no problem with the story. I'm hooked in from beginning to end, and like I said, I never saw the original. And I said, and I love the way <laughs> they compare to the original and how self-aware they are. And I just thought the story was great. And at the very end, I thought I was going to be let down. And I've heard some people complain about the end and the reveal. And I thought it was going to go one really, really obvious way to me. And I'm, the first time I watched it, I'm sitting here with my friend. I'm like, don't do it. Please don't fucking let the killer be this person. And I thought that was the direction they were going because I couldn't think of anything else. And you know, if I missed something else obvious, I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't pick up on it. But then it ended, and the way it ended, I was like, I was so happy because I thought they were going to drop the ball in the finale, and they didn't. And uh, the movie is just filmed so fucking well. Just the shots mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the use of the color and the, and the use of lights. There, I haven't seen a movie like that in a very long time. And it's I'd have to say it's the best slasher movie to come out in years. I mean, Maniac was another great one last year. But, I mean, really, that, it fucking blew me away. So yeah, I can't huh? wait for you to watch the first one. <laughs> I don't yeah, I hope you like Coke. Right? <laughs> you might, you might dig it. I don't think I'm going to watch the first one. I, don't think I, I, I probably to. wouldn't if I were you. I think I got everything I needed out of this. Mm-hmm. They, they show the scenes, the whole story of, of Texarkana and this and that, and uh, the mystery of what happened at the end, and there was another... You know, you guys saw it. It was just so much going on, and it got deeper when they got to that one guy that lived on the boat, and th- that whole story, and he told about his father that was the director. Yeah. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, I just, beginning to end, I was really, and there was gore, too. Mm-hmm. You know? There was some good fucking... There was a trombone. <laughs> but this <laughs> time, trom- it didn't seem as stupid. Yeah, it because... Because it was no yeah. homage to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first one, it was like, what the fuck? fuck is this like that yeah so Mm -hmm. and it was self-aware they even showed that scene when they were at the drive-in showing it they showed the fucking the guy putting the knife on the trombone so of course you know everyone knows (laughs) 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 sorry that's my trombone impression oh okay i thought you were doing franklin oh (laughs) No, but seriously, it really fucking... I, I never would have thought that would, that would have been the pick, but it really impressed that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought... Yeah, you would have picked that either. That's crazy. No, but hmm. upon my second watch, it nailed it. I said, this is the fucking... For me, the best movie of the year. So, yep. There you go. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, cool. That's a great list. Alex, yeah. you're up. All right. Well, I just want to do an honorable mention really quick. Number six is... Uh, I really liked Purge Anarchy, believe it or not. I really thought that was really good. I did too. Uh, I'm excited really... to see that, but my girlfriend is terrified, so I gotta find time to watch that myself. It's what the first movie should have been, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. It seemed real. It was intense the whole time, and uh, I dug it. It was thought out. Pretty good. Uh, a lot more than I expected. Yep. So number five goes to a movie Dave and I reviewed called Oculus. Hey, mm. just like me. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, <laughs> cool. We're brothers. Yeah, so we don't, we don't have to get into it again. Just, uh, you know, I'm sure you heard that show. So number four is the movie I was just so excited finally happened, 
and it is exists the Bigfoot movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just and so. I made you watch it. <laughs> oh, I know, cause you twice. I told you to watch it. We were talking about it in like a text, and I was like, I was like, so there is a good Bigfoot movie, and you're like, yeah, they just did mm-hmm. it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then, uh, so that's number four. Uh, number three is Pieces of Talent. Mm-hmm. It was a really great character piece. Uh, a very interesting and fresh way to, you know, it's, uh, I guess, slasher. If I, I suppose it's a slasher, I guess. I don't really know. But it's just a fresh look on things and interesting and a, a really uh, thought out the way it's just written really well. So I uh, enjoy that. And it was executed well and casted well. And number t- it had a good, a good like a, the perfect peppering of humor to it, too. Number two is... I just, sorry, man, I had a great ride. I just loved the atmosphere and the whole premise of House October, Bill. Wow. What? <laughs> what? And you were dissing that After what you just I said? I can't believe it. <laughs> Look, I just didn't like, it just wow. tailed off to, yeah. But I had such a great time when I look back, when I think about it, I had such a great time with that entire movie that I cannot yes. really fault it. Because maybe I maybe because I do that a lot where I set high expectations, and then I, I just overshoot it in my own head, and then I, I I fault the movie for not living up to that. But then I go to watch it a second time, knowing what I'm in for, and it's such a different thing. Like Lords of Salem, that was my big uh, lesson learned this year. When I watched that the second time, I knew because I didn't know what to expect when I walked in the theater the first time. So I was insanely let down. And by the second time, I understood. And that's why it clicked. So I think I think that'll happen here, too. But, yeah, I love that whole ride hmm. of the movie. Nice. All right. And number one, once again, I'm so glad that they took, they polished a turd with Town That Dreaded Sundown. Hey, yo! What? Get out of here. That's crazy. Awesome. You both yeah, did that. Huh. I wow. just dug that i was like so into it i was so glad that because i always wanted to like town the dreaded sundown it just bugged me that i couldn't you know and when i was hearing this i was like "Eh, who wants to watch this piece of shit and and i think it was so interesting to uh like you guys said to reference the movie like uh centipede 2 and to make it a sequel and at the same time a remake but it's not a remake it's sequel and the way it's a sequel, just perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it just, it really, uh, it was, it was smart. And I, I loved, I loved the idea of taking that movie and turning, uh, using that source material, which is nothing, and making it cool. And they did such a good job. So that is my favorite one that I've seen this year. Wow, awesome. well, I can't believe you guys both picked that. It's crazy. Well, I hear you. We have three of the, of the, of the fucking same. I'm shocked. I really am. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Same numbers and everything. One, three, and five are the same. Really? Yeah. My one was Sundown. My three was Piece of the Tail. My five was Oculus. Ah. So is yours. Yeah. That's Jesus. crazy. Oh, well, I, I think I, I really think Town the Jordan Sundown is fucking. I think if you're a big Argento fan, you love it. Even De Palma, the way it's filmed. But mm-hmm. hmm. you you should watch more fucking our general, Alex. That's why I, I would if I had money. Yeah, you'll <laughs> never make money doing this. Call me evil. 
my list. Yes. Uh, I feel like I picked them because they really stuck with me, either emotionally or visually, or something about the film just stayed with me. And so that's kind of why I picked these. Uh, number five uh, <laughs> is Tusk. Um, because I mean, I, I thought it was a well done movie. It's a very unique concept. The fucking it just creeped me out so much. Uh, the reveal of him and the way he is just fucking weirded me out. But at the same time, I loved all of the dialogue. I, unlike you, Alex, I loved everything that Parks did. All his whole back and forth. Uh, even with uh, Johnny Depp, I just loved all of that. Um, I would say the weakest points would be Haley Joel Osment and the the chick. You know that that just didn't bring a lot to the movie to me. But all, every other actor slash character just knocked it out of the park. I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I could see myself rewatching this. Uh, you, oh, you didn't like times. the chick? No, I like the chick. It's just that I was more invested in the other characters. I right. guess. Number four is Oculus, nice. which is uh, it's a ah. great movie. Uh, it's very surprising that this movie would be so high on uh, so many people's lists, including us three, just because it seems like such a odd, boring premise. But right. I guess because the nature of the storytelling and how it flashed back and forth uh, to their childhood and present day, and you didn't know if something was really happening was very compelling, and it sucked you right in. So definitely Oculus, number four. Number three, um, neither of you guys had it, but it's As Above, So Below. I really loved this movie. It was a great theater exper- uh, experience, and I loved the the visual storytelling of it. I loved all of the actors. I thought they were phenomenal. It sucked me right in. It was a very emotional kind of movie, and the idea that they went through hell to shed these demons that they had. I just love that idea so much. Uh, and it all fit perfect with the, with the visual aspect. I thought it was a great, uh, unique kind of story. And the fact that they literally filmed it in the catacombs, I thought it just looked great. It, it was a wonderful movie. Um, I heard there recently that they filmed it really in the catacombs, and I wasn't yeah. aware of that. Yeah, I figured they would have done it on a set, but no, they really right. did it. Yeah. That's cool. I, I saw that at the movies. I saw mm-hmm. it as a most, and I haven't seen it since, and I've wanted to revisit it, but I, I just haven't, and I can't. I can't say why. Maybe when I watch it, it'll all come back to me. I definitely enjoyed it. I just, for whatever reason, I just um, gravitated more towards other found footage ones, but. I, I really just, can't wait to watch this again. Once. I liked how the characters all went into the movie with a certain amount of guilt, and that was the whole premise of the movie, is that they're characters who change, and, and by the end of it, you know, they've either died or, or they've shed the guilt. And that was just a really unique thing that you know, most horror movies don't, bother to put in or anything like that so yeah it was cool i think i didn't like the end i think that's what sometimes that lasting impression uh makes you not want to revisit it Mm -hmm. so soon i think i had an issue with the end and that Mm might have been the only reason why but i do remember enjoying it i love the end because well i don't want to get into it 
Right. No, I don't want to spoil it. it. Um, all right. My number two, also not either of you guys' picks, but I talked about earlier, is The Canal. Nice. Uh, I really just identified with the main character, I guess because uh, it's such a tragic character. The main character is tragic as fuck. And you see him go through this downward descent. and But at the same time, it's a supernatural movie. It has... It's like two genres colliding, and it's just a, 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 a style of character that I just gravitate towards, and I really just latch on emotionally, and so I was with that guy the whole time, and it just, uh, visually, it's a great movie. I think it's a, a, a beautiful movie, and it's also creepy as fuck, <laughs> so right. yeah, I recommend that, and my number one. I can't wait. Number one with a bullet is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Hey, yo. Can you? Yeah. I can't fucking believe it. This movie, I, wow. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe how good this movie was. The 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 storytelling, the the visuals, the colors. Oh, wow. The colors in this movie is amazing. Uh, the there's never every scene is. Is I don't want to say perfect, but every scene works. It moves forward. Exactly. There's nothing dull about it. It makes the first movie make sense. If that, you know, like, <laughs> and it, it didn't really make sense, but it took, yeah, like you said, it polished the turd. It yeah. makes that movie even somewhat better. It's just like, yeah. it's it's like the smartest movie to come out of 2014 and probably the past you know, few years definitely is so smart in the way it took something like, uh, you know, the original and then made a sequel that was just smarter than, than the original. I mean, that I guess that's not hard to do, but it just done it in such a great way. It was very compelling. And the, the ending I thought was perfect. It wasn't a letdown at all. Um, I, I just love the gore was great. Uh, and it's a slasher. It's a masked, slasher that's actually done well and it's really hard uh for that to happen these days uh because it's all been done before and for this to come along and smash that and actually say okay here's a unique look on it and 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 do it this way was perfect so yeah definitely that one great movie i i got when I when I made my list, I made my top five yesterday. I had a revolving ten, twelve, thirteen, whatever. And then the more I looked at it, I, I was I, I was doing some rewatching, and that really helped me nail it home. When I made this my number one movie, when I decided three days ago I watched it, and I said this is it. When I made it my number one, I'm like these guys aren't going to believe it. <laughs> and sure enough, oh, it's been my number one this whole time. Wow. That's the only one that hasn't moved. Yeah. Holy oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> They're not going to believe it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, these, these guys are going to think I'm nuts. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> Guess I'm on the right show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Holy fuck. And when you think about it, the three of us don't even have to be here. Like, you could just listen to one of us kind of. <laughs> no, you got the whole thing. Well, that's not good. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So, wow. Crazy. Crazy, crazy that how that worked crazy. out. Yeah. Um, I do want to also give an honorable mention, like Alex did. It's not really a horror movie, but it's kind of a genre movie, and it's a character piece, and that's the movie Enemy, 
with Jake Gyllenhaal. I would say ultimately this was probably my favorite movie of the year, but it's not really a horror movie, so I can't really put it on this list. Um, but it's about a man who basically finds his doppelganger and then starts to follow him and see what he's about and then mm. just kind of uh, unravels. And it's 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 uh, unique in that it's it's not necessarily about the, the major plot points of what happens, but it's more about the unraveling of the main character. And there's some... And, and there's some shit that's out of left field, but it's mainly like, you know, it's mostly symbolism and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I recommend that to any moviegoer, but it's not really a horror movie, so I couldn't put it on this list. I had a few like that, and as long yeah. as you guys did it, I'm going to give one honorable mention. Okay. Big Bad Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see it? You know, I bought that on Blu-ray when it came out, and I still have not watched it. <laughs> Believe oh really? Yeah. Oh fuck! You really should see it. It has to do with a pedophile. I know you have an interest. Oh my god! Can we stop recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a guy's a pedophile, and they think a guy's a pedophile, and they torture him. And I don't want to get too into it because it, uh, you're better off not knowing anything. Uh, but it's it's very rewarding. It's not like I said. It's not a straight horror movie, so uh, I, I'll give it a honorable mention in that in that category. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last I heard, it was on Netflix. So, yeah, it is. Check it out, and, and I have it on Blu-ray. So, really, maybe, it's from like fucking. Really, you do have it on Blu? Yeah, I bought it blind. That's what just you because said. like Quentin Tarantino's quote is on it or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> he I did never pick watched it. For... it. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is, it's from like another country, like um, I don't know, Jerusalem. Oh, well, I'm gonna something. sell it now. I don't want that. I'm not even sure. Anyway, yeah. All right, so, yeah, there you go, guys. That's our top of 2014. Hope you enjoy it. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Let us know. Send us an email. Join our Facebook group page, and uh, let's talk about it. You know, leave us a voicemail, 314-720-8842. You know, um, let's interact with us. This is, we just touched the surface on these movies. There's so many other movies, and there's tons of movies coming out in 2015. We've got a big year planned uh banana lasers the year of the laser we're keeping on keeping on we started out last year with a retrospective we're gonna start out this year with another retrospective next episode possibly episodes we're gonna do is a retrospective on john carpenter we're gonna select some films of his that are uh, lesser known and kind of explore those really in depth uh like christine the thing Halloween. And Halloween. <laughs> the Town that Dreaded Sundown. Session uh, 9. He made that, right? No, uh, Christine, The Thing, and The Fog. So we're really going to get into depth with those movies. I'm very excited to explore those with these guys. And it, it's fun. It's like, you know, it's like slipping into a warm bath. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to be a lot of fun. So you guys have plenty of time to prepare for those episodes or episode, however that's going to work. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, watch them. Exactly. Yes. Prepare. Prepare and interact, you know, because that's what this is all about. So there you go, guys. Yeah, that's it for uh, this app of Banana Laser. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, see you guys next time. Man, I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's already next year, so we can't say Yeah, that. that's, that's what I was going to say. Let's gonna... just thank everybody. Thank you, Lasers. Thanks for a great yes. year. 
Yes, you know? thank you guys so much. Here's to a better year. And mm-hmm. thanks to you both, as a matter of fact, because I'm a lucky motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you guys for inviting me onto the show. Yeah, hey, we're so happy to have you. And I, I'm, I, I'm just fucking. I feel like I'm like uh, Snoop Dogg, and uh, you're really I, stoned. Well, <laughs> I wish I get mm. to work with fucking Dr. Dre and the Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the two best producers. I get to be on these Banana Laser shows, <laughs> and I get to be on the crew sometimes, and that. So, seriously, there's no, there's no, there's no luckier guy than me that gets to come on and fucking sound great because uh, of the, the two best producers in the game. So, Matt, can wow. you edit that Thank down you. so he sounds greater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Dave. Gonna make that sound perfect. Yeah. I know you. Do. Thank you, thank you, you Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. That's appreciate. And thank you for the nice words you said earlier too, when you said that um that you guys sort of uh, had the crew to like look at and then see how to go about things, and that's why oh, you yeah. were so good off the bat. Thank you for saying mm-hmm. that. Hey, yeah. thank you again. Really. We're hey, no, lucky. guys. You know what, guys? Thank you. No, thank you. Cause, and thank hey, you for, thank you. Thank you for thanking oh, thank me you. like a minute ago. Thank you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> See you, lasers. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or send us an email at bananalaser at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on banana-inging. Something like that. singing nothing you're the banana bites banana laser wins every time